Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. And we're here for our second live show um, after the Titans win over the Indianapolis Colts 34-31 in overtime. Uh, we've got Titans Rossi joining us on the live show today. Uh, but while we're waiting on people to roll in, um, Tyler, I don't know if you want to bring him in first or if you want to go ahead and run through... Um, how they can support the show. Yeah, we'll go ahead and run through that right quick. Guys, if you want to support the show, go check out our merch. Uh, all you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. And if you're watching us live on YouTube right now and you're not subscribed, go ahead, click that subscribe button, turn it gray, Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload our game previews, our game reactions, or when we go live like right now. Um, later on, we'll be uploading the audio version of this podcast. So go find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you're following. Uh, leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments. Coming back to YouTube, leave us some comments on this video. Let us know your thoughts on the game and share the video. We really appreciate it. And hit that like button. Also, make sure you're following us on social media. On Twitter, it's Titans underscore time. On Facebook, Titans time. And on Instagram, Titans time podcast. And now we will go ahead and bring Titans Rossi in with us. How's it going, man? What's up, guys? I just saw my cat walking. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Titans Rusty? Nah, that's Louie. He don't Louis. really, act. he's, I don't know. I think he's more of a Bengals fan. Oh but, man! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's wrong with him, but nah. Um, but yeah, that's Louie. He's the older one, but um, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm glad to be on the show. I'm I'm glad to finally get to meet your brother, and um, looking forward to the show. Uh, crazy game, um, so much to unfold here. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it, Definitely, it really man. Is. It's nice to meet you, and once again, we're glad to have you on here. So. And Rossi, go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you at. Yeah, and y'all, y'all got it down there, so you can see it down there too. But on YouTube, uh, just Titans Rossi R S S I, and Twitter um, at Titans Rossi. So I just started kind of um, broadcasting live to Twitter too. I, I did it tonight. Um, I don't still got to work out the kinks, but might start doing that too to get a little more you know, interaction going on too. Oh yeah, for sure. And I know I was in your live stream when you were talking about the Twitter stuff and we've kind of had the same problem with like the comments. If people are watching on Twitter, you know, cause we're looking at the comments trying to catch everybody. And it seemed like all of them were coming from YouTube. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. How do we know if people from, uh, you know, Twitter are putting comments out there? Cause we don't want to exclude anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to figure it out. I'm not sure. I have to go on Google and research it and all that, but we'll get it figured out. And it looks like we already have some uh, comments rolling in here. Uh, got my wife saying, woo, let's go, tighten up. Uh, got Evan, uh, is that Tatum? Uh, Tatum. Penalty. Tatum. 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 Hey, I... Uh, I blanked out. I, my, I'm brain dead how that game was. <laughs> uh, penalties almost made me cry this game. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me started. 
then we have FTC. Their tears are delicious <laughs> from uh, <laughs> Recon Soldier <laughs> 135 and Clowney Super Bowl. Nice to see you here in the chat. Harold Landry and Kevin Byard should be in the Pro Bowl. I agree yeah. with that. They are absolutely going off this season. Yeah, Kevin Byard's been huge the past couple of games with uh, punching the balls out and getting those fumbles. Yeah, he's um he's playing back to his his form, you know, like he's just um and and I was on um I don't know if you guys know Bring the Juice. They're like uh one of the I, I think they're like the most popular uh Colts YouTube podcast. Uh but they they've invited me on a couple of times and I was on their show this week and um I was telling them, I was like, Kevin Byard's going to have to make a play in this game. I just had a feeling about it. And I, and I do kind of got to put, put uh, Derek on blast. He's the, he runs the, the channel. And he did say, he did say the Colts 28 and the Titans 17. So just got to throw that out there, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I like it. We had some people um, – you know, we, we're trying to get people more involved in our uh, game preview shows. So we're doing, you know, putting out there to get the bold predictions and score predictions. And uh, one of our friends of the show, uh, Jacob Patterson, he told us that, you know, Vegas was trying to tell us something with how the Colts opened up as favorites. He was saying that this was the uh, lock of the millennium. Colts were going to win. And he said 17 to 10. And I was like, I, I I just don't see that being the case. <laughs> like, I, I think the Titans are going to find a way. Now, granted, I think there was on, no way this game was going to be that low scored. Oh no! I mean, yeah, yeah. definitely not. Um, and I like I thought so. This game, I knew. Look, man. I mean, look. The Colts were they're coming in this game super important for them, probably a lot more than it was for us. I mean, it was important for us, but I mean, we're talking about if they win, you know, they're a game, game and a half down in the division and this division's still um, neck and neck pretty much. So um, mm -hmm. this was a massive game for them. So I knew they were going to come out and play tough. I mean, um, when he told me 28 to 17, I was like, man, I, you know, it's, I'm glad you're confident for your team. <laughs> but even I said, I said 27 to 24, you know, like I knew it was going to be one of those type of games. I just didn't realize it was going to be like that crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think Tanner and I both agreed that this was going to be a close game all the way up to the end. I think I gave a score prediction of 31 30 with the Titans winning. And, uh, you know, I was only a, a little off of that. And, regulation all i needed was uh the titans to block that extra point when the colts tied it up and i'd have been spot on but you know st start of this game i was i wasn't worried per se because there was a lot of time uh left and you know a lot of ball game left to play but when they went up 14 nothing i was like okay we're gonna have to you know, get our heads out of our ass and, and get to playing some ball here. Yeah, and I wanted to bring this up because um, 
It talks about we don't need Derrick Henry to win games. And, I mean, I was glad to see that even without us able to get him going. And then, obviously, now we're seeing that he does have a foot injury, even though they were saying all throughout the game that, you know, they or they kind of just ignored it and said that he didn't have anything going on with him. Um, But early on, it looked like this is going to be terrible, especially if we can't get Henry going. Um, But I was glad to see that they were able to to still manage and even come out with a win in this game without being able to have one of those huge Derrick Henry performances. Yeah, it was uh, – and even last week, you know, he didn't really have – other than him throwing the TD, like as far as like, you know, game-changing plays, he didn't do too much. And I don't know, you know, how we, – we won't know. I mean, until somebody says or he says – but I don't know how much the injury infect, um, affected him today as far as like his explosiveness and this and that. But, um, you know, one thing that I kind of noticed throughout the game too was it just didn't seem like we were being real creative in the run game. Like it was just kind of, you know, run up the middle, run up the middle. They, they did a few, you know, toss plays and pitch plays. And those seemed to, to kind of get them open a little more. And uh, it was just, I don't know if that was by design or because he, he wasn't at 100%. I don't know. You know, I don't know if y'all noticed that at all. Yeah, I did. Uh, it seemed like, like you said, on the toss plays and stuff like that, he was, there was a little bit more room for him to kind of get going. And, you know, going back to his injury, it was, one of those things where, you know, when they had his shoe off, you're asking the question of, okay, is he injured? What's going on? But then I didn't really think he was necessarily playing like anything was wrong with his foot. Yeah. But now if they're coming out and saying that, you know, something is, like you said, we won't find out till, and I think Evan points it out uh, right here, said, you know, we won't really get an official status on him until Wednesday. I mean, that's when we'll – no yeah. more on that but yeah there was just a lot of the run plays that we had like you said they were just so predictable i know even in the second half um you know going down to the wire there or it may have been overtime they had henry off the field for first down they brought him in on second down and you can just see the safety he comes running up to the line before Tannehill even snaps the ball and then as soon as Tannehill takes the snap and hands it to Henry, the safety's right there on him. I'm like, they seen that coming a mile away. Yeah. Like, it, it was just – it was way too predictable. Yeah. Um, there was a – there was also – you know, and I, I think Downing overall is doing has done a pretty good job. I mean, if you look at the – I guess the overall of the season – um, there was just a couple of times where it's like, I, I don't know if it was at the very end. It was like one of those last drives and maybe, I think it was the drive in overtime when, uh, you know, we got the ball back after the, mm-hmm. we stopped the Colts, we got the ball back and it was like, what second and I don't it was second and 10 or something. Right, And if, if I'm wrong, you know, correct me, but I think it was then. 
and they run it right up the middle. And it's just like, what are we doing here? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's obviously not working, you know. And and then we throw it to, I think it was AJ or somebody, and we're a yard short of the first down. We got to punt it. And it's <laughs> just like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? Um but I mean, kudos to the whole team. I mean, they fought back. They they clawed. They fought. I mean, it was just I had a bad feeling at the end of the game. I was just like, first of all, we had a hundred and what fifty two yards and penalties, and uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> something ridiculous. And, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And okay, I get it. Right, like some of those pass interference, they were pass interference, but. Mm-hmm. The one on uh, the dude near the end zone, This I can't remember when it was. There were so many of them. Um, I don't know if it was Mabin or somebody, but the guy, like, obviously sold it really well. Like, yes, it probably was pass interference, but the way I look at it is the Colts knew they could get that done. Like, they weren't beating us deep, really. They were beating us deep with pass interference penalties. Now, that's the same as beating us deep, right? I mean, because right. they're getting the yards. But I did feel like, other than a few bonehead plays, like we did pretty good on them defensively. You know, like we did pretty good on Wentz for the most part. Like he only had like 236 yards, you know. It was those pass interference penalties that kept them in the game. Like – what do you guys think about the penalties overall? Like, I I think both sides, they were kind of like hit and miss. Like, but what do y'all think? Do you think like they were trying to help the Colts win almost? Or <laughs> well, it's, I, I, it's certainly – go ahead, Tanner. I definitely think there were like – there were bad calls on both sides. It's It kind of seemed like, though, that the penalties that came against the Titans – came at such a more critical time uh, yeah a lot more critical times and i mean it makes sense honestly if you think about it that and i'm not trying to get into any deep nfl rigged game conspiracies here (laughs) but that they wouldn't want the afc south to be wrapped up yet i mean that just makes sense for viewership down the road but it, it definitely seemed like even though there were calls on both sides that were questionable. The t- the calls against the Titans were like, okay, what a terrible time to have this right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my thing. I mean, I think we can all agree that Indianapolis's best offense is the defense, pa- the defensive pass interference calls. Yeah. I mean, r- really, because well, if you add those yards into his passing total, he's probably got like, close to 400 yards or more like i actually looked at tanner yeah. at one point after one of the pass interference calls and i said wentz has the best underthrown deep ball <laughs> in the nfl like because that that's all it is even going back to the 49ers game when they played them you know, they were able to get so many pass interference calls and i told tanner for our defensive backs they need to watch out for that. It's going to be uh, underthrown. Just turn around and play the ball. Yeah. And it. there were a couple times they got their head around, but then there were some that were very obvious. I didn't like how 
I guess for all fans, you just want them to call it like if they're going to call something one way, they need to call it both ways. Like when they threw the flag on Simmons for hitting uh, Pittman in the back after guys had him wrapped up. Like for one, you need to blow the whistle a lot earlier than what they did because mm-hmm. Simmons hit him before the whistle was ever blown and then they throw the flag. But then uh, you have Henry running the ball, one of, I think it was like one of his nine yard runs or something like that. Yeah. And they do helmet to helmet, hit him right in the face, and nothing's thrown for that for unnecessary roughness. Yeah. So it, it's like instead they call a hold on yeah, Chester Rogers. Like, what? <laughs> and, um, one thing too, like this game, you know, AJ Brown was was amazing, right? And um, mm-hmm. one thing too that I that I noticed, it was like, I I look, I love a win. I'm not like trying to complain or anything <laughs> like that. People were kind of crucifying me in my in my chat because I was kind of complaining a little bit, and I'm like, well, look, I mean, these are some some things, you know, and the when Julio is not in the game, when we don't have Julio and AJ in the game, we're having issues like with people stepping up. Now, Nick Westbrook Akeen, like I have no issues with him. Mm-hmm. Like every time he's asked to make a play, it seems like he does. Like that dude for you know being on the practice squad before and coming up and fighting his way and and making the blocks that he makes and all that. But there's guys out there that just aren't getting any separation, you know, like Chester Rogers, just not doing much anything. Um, It's, you know, we need that extra somebody that can get out there and and make a few plays. Now we did have the tight ends come for, for a while there. I was like, dang, we haven't even thrown to a wide receiver <laughs> like in the first quarter or something. Mm-hmm. But I wish we just kind of had that third person. It was supposed to be Reynolds before the season, you know, but I wish we just kind of had that third person. <laughs> I was so high on Reynolds before the season. And I was too. I, I don't know what it is. Like he just – he got so much opportunity – with the Rams and he capitalized on it. So in this situation, I don't necessarily know what's going on. I don't know. Did they have more volume? And that was just, his numbers were just coming from the fact that they just simply had a lot more passing attempts. I don't know, but I just figured he would be a guy that would be able to step in and effectively be that number three this season. And he just hasn't, he hasn't stepped up to the plate really. I, my, honest opinion on that is I think it comes down to I mean it comes down to the matchups uh like you mentioned Rossi when we have Julio and AJ out there I mean the defense is focused on them uh especially on if it's like third and long then you're gonna have and Henry's not in the game you're gonna have the defense focused on AJ and Julio and that's where you can get a better matchup for your third or fourth guy on the defense either on a linebacker or the defense is, uh, you know, more of their depth corners. But when you have one of our top guys out, like Julio, 
it puts more pressure on Marcus Johnson. It puts pressure on Reynolds. Those guys are having to usually go against a team's second corner, and they just they can't get that separation. And some of it could also be uh, play design, if you really think about it. Maybe when Reynolds was with the Rams, they just had better play designs for how to move him around to get a more favorable matchup. And that that's maybe not happening because even when Julio and AJ have both been good to go for games, we'll have plays where both of them will be off the field. And we have our third and fourth, even fifth guy out there trying to make plays for us. Well, they do so, have the goat out there calling the plays for uh, the Rams. So, I mean, that's definitely possible. Like, it doesn't get much better than the Ram play calling. <laughs> um, what do y'all and to um, what do y'all think about Janoris? How he did today? Who do y'all and do y'all know who he lined up on today? Mostly was it Pittman or um, I, I think it who was it that he would have been? I mean, Pittman's um, their number one, so I figure he he was probably on Pittman most of the day. Um, I think he played, with the exception of the first touchdown, the first two touchdowns that Pittman had. So the first touchdown, Mabin was on Pittman. Yeah. And they switched, and he beat Molden. And then on the second touchdown, he beat Mabin. Mm. Okay. At first, I was curious as to why Mabin was on Pittman in the first place anyways. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, but I, I think he played Pittman – uh, Janoris Jenkins, I think he played Pittman a good number of times after that. I also want to say that there were times that he was on Pascal. Yeah, but I, I about to say that I, I think that's right because, and I think it was just depending on which side um, Pittman would line up on. I just I don't think that they were flipping like Janoris and maybe around on the sides yeah. that they were covering. Like if Mabin was on the left side and Pittman come over there, then okay, that's going to be your responsibility. Keep him I, from. Go ahead. I think that Janoris played a better than average game for what he's been playing this season. Personally, yeah. I mean, you didn't have the penalties that he's known to have, and then I feel like there's been a, a lot of times this season where he's just gotten beat in situations that he definitely shouldn't have, and I didn't notice any of those today um and it actually seemed like he wasn't with all the pass interference calls that there were it didn't seem like he was one of the guys that was getting a lot of them uh, but that was something i wanted to bring up is that on these deep balls these defensive backs have got to get more accustomed to turning around to look at the ball so they don't get that called instead of just continuing on running and the receiver obviously stops because like tyler mentioned they're all underthrown. And they just completely run them over. Yeah. I mean, if Wentz actually put those balls out in front of his receiver, they, all honesty, they probably have so many easy walk-in touchdowns. Yeah. Because they, they had guys beat. And, which, granted, we would get the pass interference called on us and the Colts would end up scoring anyway. But, um, yeah, like you said, Tanner, they just – 
and there were a couple times they were turning their heads around, like the pass interference on uh, Hooker. He turned and was looking for the ball, seen it, but when he turned back around, the Colts receiver had stopped and was right there. So he hit him, and that kept Hooker from being able to try and make a play on the ball. So really, you were kind. Of, he's kind of in a lose lose situation right there, because he's turning, looking for the ball, doesn't know that the receiver stopped, and he runs into him, and it, it gets the flag grown. And so, like, you know, against the Wentz is known to kind of make dumb plays, and you saw it in the game today. Like, it was on full display. You know, like the little shovel passes and all. He just needs to take that out of his game. You yes. know, like he's just – and I think Wentz can be a good quarterback. Like he, he is at times, you know. Like he's played well at times. But when you're going up, a, you know, against somebody like Matthew Stafford and then you got the guys that the Rams have, Cooper Cup and – Who's their other uh, big receiver? Uh, uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Um, you know, I'm not I, – I just don't think Stafford's going to make those type of mistakes um, like Wentz is going to make, you know. Um, getting Christian Fulton back. Like, I people are saying that he's coming back this week. I don't know. I haven't heard that, like. I don't, do y'all know anything about that? I don't know. I hope so because they need him. They need him. I, I think he, oh, yeah. he's eligible to, I believe, because he went on IR right before <laughs> uh, the Bills game. So that would mean the Bills game, Chiefs, and then this game he missed. So he at least had to be yeah. on there three weeks. So depending on how he's how his rehab is going, he could very well be back against yeah. the Rams. So, but I definitely don't want the Titans to rush him yeah. back. Like, because I, like, yes, I would love for the Titans to go out to LA Sunday night football and beat the Rams, who are another top team. But out of this four game stretch, I mean, all honesty, the Titans have done what I wanted them, what, what I was hoping yeah. for. They beat the Colts and they got two other big wins out of this four game stretch. Like, if you told me before this stretch, the Titans are going to come out of this stretch three and one, and one of those wins will be against the Colts to, you know, just put a stranglehold on the AFC South, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I think that this next next week's game is like a very, very likely Super Bowl matchup. So I personally need to see that the Titans can play with them because I think that the Rams are I don't know, I'm looking at the at the Bucks here possibly about to get beat by the Saints. Um yeah, I think the Rams are probably the most likely team to to come out of the NFC in the Super Bowl there. So I need to see that they can play with them. They they need Derrick Henry. We need to see how his injury is looking um because there's a lot of uncertainty with that. I think they need Christian I, I think they need all hands on deck because the Rams are a tough team. Well, and even Tannehill, he, you know, towards the end of this game, he was kind of beat up, and you could tell that he wasn't necessarily feeling the best. So we're going to have to have him getting back healthy too. I mean, this year has just been 
crazy for the Titans with injuries going on. Like, uh, <laughs> wow, the Saints just picked six Brady. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, PJ man. Williams just picked six Brady. Yeah. That's, that's uh, ball game. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Cause they're up what two scores yeah, now? They, they hit this extra point right here. They're going to be up nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I really don't like that because I got Brady in a couple fantasy leagues and I needed them points. Uh, but uh, yeah. it, you know, it, it is what it is. It. Um, How right different quick. things would be if the Brady to the Tennessee Titans would have actually went through in free agency a couple seasons ago? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. You know, would he have done as good in Tennessee? I, I don't know, man. You know, I, depends I on... that's a. That's a good question because you look at our defense last year. I mean, would he have been able to overcome how bad our defense was last year? Yeah. I don't know. This is what I like to see right here. A Rams Titans Super Bowl. Also pick the Rams Titans Super Bowl. And it's a very likely scenario to happen, you know. It just it depends on, you know, I think we're I think we're a darn good team. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, we've been underdogs. We were an underdog today. I found that out today. I thought we were actually favored. Mm-mm. But it's like, <laughs> good lord, man! Like, you go and you beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. Then you beat the holy crap out of the <laughs> Chiefs. And then you like, it's insane, man! Like, it's so insane and. I'm interested to see what the line is going into this game. I think right now it's like we're five point dogs. I'm sure that will go up, but I, I I hear you, Tanner. Like I think that it would be good to see where we where we uh, match up, how well we match up good with the Rams. It would be good to see. Like, can we play them toe to toe? You know? Yeah, because I mean, we've beat some of the best teams in the AFC. I mean, you've got the yeah. Bills, and even though the Chiefs have struggled, like I still put put them up there in that category. Let's go to the other conference and yeah. see what happens against one of their best teams because, I mean, they've – I can't remember exactly, which I expected – I haven't looked at the line yet, but I expected, obviously, to be underdogs. I think the Titans are just, like, officially the underdogs because, I mean, dogs to the Bills – dogs to the chiefs dogs to the colts and like they just keep winning so yeah. and then i can't were they who did they play before that were they underdogs in that game uh before they were, that they played the jags okay so yeah so they wouldn't have been underdogs they were, <laughs> say they, were, they were definitely dogs to like seattle and mm-hmm. um any any you know somewhat bigger team as we're going to be underdogs too but that's the way we like it, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. we. I, I think we play better like that. And I'm gonna hop get to more of these comments here. Yeah. Power Hour, nice to have you in the chat here. Uh, he says Tannehill continues to fight through early adversity and lead when called upon when Henry couldn't get going. That's what Tennessee has lacked for years, and now has. And everyone, make sure to go check out the Power Hours channel too. He he puts out great content. Uh, then my wife saying. It's like Wentz could count on having a pass interference call if he threw a deep ball into the end zone. His smirk after each time, too, like, dude, 
Yeah, she was uh, really fired up <laughs> this game. <laughs> I can't uh, stand the Colts. I'm just I, 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 <laughs> I can't stand them. I can't stand their colors, their whole attitude, wince, all of them. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're good. Clowny uh, <laughs> Super Bowl, uh, you should make a video showing off your Titans collection. I'll definitely try and uh, – you know, get that going. It's it's nothing major yet, but working on it. Um, Bill saying three and a half game lead. Uh, is it three and a half or is it four since we have the tiebreaker over them? I'm not sure. Uh, I, so they've got a they've got a three game lead over the Colts, and then I thought that having the sweep on them in the division. I don't know. How does that count? I thought that was like I thought that does was that like basically a, a full game, but it may be a half game. Yeah. I, no, uh, I think it would be a half game because then if you tied, you would ha- still have that half game lead, and you would right. You would end up winning out. But if they had a game over you, you would even though you had the division, you, you beat them twice. They would still. Does that make sense? I don't know. I've right. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Yeah. That. I think you're right. And then my wife saying, I think all my hair would fall out from stress if we made it all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, well, I, I hope it I, does. I hope we do. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, buy, we'll buy you a wig, babe. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, will you sacrifice your hair for the, uh, Carrie, will t- you sacrifice your hair for the Titans to get to the Super Bowl? <laughs> we know Mike Grable is willing to sacrifice some stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, Power Hour, Mamba mentality, just keep. Uh, the mindset job's not finished. That that's right. And yeah, we still got another game to win against the Rams. So uh, uh, Tanner, I think this will be a good time right now uh, just to hop into one of our segments. Uh, we have it on our game preview, and this is really the only segment we have in our uh, game review. Uh, uh, you know, our our best bets segment here. Yeah, and of course, Best Bets is presented to you by DraftKings. We gave you some games in the game preview video that you could have took advantage of the DraftKings promo for. Uh, The Rams game and the Bills game could have ended up winning on both of those, basically. And I think you could take advantage of this next week as well. I I think it runs through next week as well. Um, So... Once again, in the game preview, we'll be uh, giving you that. And then, obviously, you've still got Monday night. Um, but basically, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. If they win it, you win $200 in free bets. Um, so, I mean, let's see, Monday night game. I can't even remember who plays the Monday night game. But, hey, put $5 down. If your team wins, you get $200 in free bets. Um, if the sports book is not available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> Man, that, uh-huh. that always tires you out, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I, I have yet to get through it without being out of breath. But let's quickly <laughs> run through our bets that we had for this week. Um, I know that my same game parlay hit, um, and I can't remember exactly what the numbers were on it, but it what was your that uh, one parlay? hit, and then I had well, I'm trying to get it pulled up here. Um, I, I ha- also had the weekly special of Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor to get combined rushing yards of over 199 and they did not do that so i missed on that one and give me one second here man you're supposed to have all this pulled up i know i know uh the same game parlay was titans plus seven and a half and over 44 and a half points in the game uh so that one hit and that puts me at like four and 12 so far this season so i really didn't i'm still not (laughs) in a good spot well, uh, my two, I'm, as far as weekly, I'm still batting uh, 50% here. Uh, first one, I had Henry going for over 103 and a half yards, and he did not hit that. Uh, he nope. had 68 yards. So, you know, just, just missed that by just a little. Um, and then the other one, I told you, I just – I did not think Indianapolis was going to win this game. They were favored to. And I said go with the Titans' money line. At the time, it was plus 130. So, you know, I'm happy to hit on that one. means the Titans won. And I think that moves me up to – Six and 12. So you stay at 50%. Yeah, six and 12. So I stay at 50%. Nice. So – uh rossi you a betting man or anything (laughs) not really i don't i don't know too much about it other than me and my boss will we'll bet on a game every so often he always bets against the titans of course just to rev me up but (laughs) you know i might be about 50 percent. i don't know well hey you could have been winning some money over these last three weeks then for sure yeah for sure (laughs) especially with yeah um, yeah Last week I could have, but we didn't bet last week. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh, then say hi to a couple more people here. SM Ducky uh, coming in. Hey there, Ducky. The uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Indianapolis penalties like that. Uh, Calvin in late, tighten up. Yes, tighten up, Calvin. And we can get back to uh, talking about this game. I want to get y'all's opinion. Whenever this game started up and everything. Colts went down, scored that first touchdown. They they converted on two fourth downs that drive, one of which yeah. was for the touchdown. And then Titans get the ball. Tannehill, I have no idea what he thought he was seeing on that throw where he threw the interception. And really, if he would have waited just, I mean, another second, he had AJ coming across the middle wide open. And, you know, like I said, Colts pick it off, go down score, and then we punt. So the Colts get it back. What were y'all's thoughts at that moment? Down 14 nothing, and we've already given the ball back to them. I don't think you want to know my actual thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to keep it PG, I thought we were – I thought it was over. I, I'm going to be honest. I thought there was no chance at that point. 
with Derek with the game script completely leading to having to take Derrick Henry out of the game almost. Um, and then I, th- I think that was about at the same time that you see him with the shoe off on the sideline. And obviously it was a good thing that he was able to come back in because just his presence on the field, uh, I mean, it's it's huge. It completely keeps the defense from being able to completely step back and play against the pass. Um, so I think even though he wasn't really that effective, him being able to come back in and just – do a little bit and honestly play decoy a little bit was huge for the passing game and i mean hey i'll admit it i was completely wrong because they turned it around real quick which is probably if they didn't turn things around as quickly as they did i don't know if they would have been able to come back but they were able to to make it a game quickly yeah and there was um there was a fourth down, and I was trying to look at it on the plays here, but I, I don't know where it's at. But anyways, um, there was like a fourth and two on that when they were down 14 to nothing. Mm-hmm. There was like a fourth and two or something that we converted. Um, and at the time, I was thinking, this is the biggest play of the game right here. Like, I was just thinking if if we don't convert this and they get the ball back and they, you know, somehow go up, you know, 21 to nothing or even 17 to nothing. um, I just knew at that moment, I was like, this is the play of the game. And we converted it. It was like a fourth and one, fourth and two or something. And I thought that was extremely crucial as far as how the game went. I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like all, you know, all hope is lost. I, and the reason I say this, Tanner, too, is because I know how Wentz can just screw a game up, you know. So I just felt like if we could kind of claw back in, if we could get a touchdown, kind of. Yeah, I agree with you there because. Oh, go ahead. You there? Yep. We. Sorry, my wife lost. Eyes like crapping out right now but um uh, i still see you yeah i told tyler um at am, am i good now yeah you're yeah good. we see you. you've been moving the okay, whole time cool. um i told tyler at one point towards the end of the game i was like uh wince is like he is either completely to one side or completely completely to the other he's make either making incredible plays for carson wince anyways or he absolutely looks like he's never played football before like, I feel like there's not a whole lot of in-between for him. And I didn't know that he could go from one spectrum to the other in a matter of five minutes, but <laughs> yeah. that definitely helped out today. Well, And that's like right before uh, Molden's interception that he took in for a touchdown right there at the goal line. I, I looked at Tanner and I said, we need one of those classic Carson Wentz, I'm going to screw this up for my team, plays. And that's exactly what we got. Credit to uh, Bud Dupree. You know, he fell down right in front of Wentz and then got back up and still able to wrap him up. And, you know, I, I get it. I get why Wentz tried to throw it out of the end zone because if you take a safety there, the tit- you have to give the ball yeah. right back to the Titans. That's practically but, game. Right. But it's still one of those things where you're like, okay, that's that's one of those mistakes. And then – in overtime, 
you know, still trying to feed the hot hand of Pittman, who I, I have to give credit to Pittman. That guy, he'll go up and make a play on the ball. Uh, he's a he's a really good receiver, but Byard coming in clutch, getting that interception at the end of the game. Like you said, you called it. He's going to have to make a big play, and he did. He res- he redeemed himself for the pass interference. But coming back to the uh, start of the game, like what you were talking about, um, I-, I didn't lose hope because I was like, okay, this is still early in the game. Like, yeah. if-, if we get a stop and can go down and score, then that kind of gets us – that gets a little bit of momentum going, and – the drive that we scored on was just like you said, Tannehill finding the tight ends and they were his best friends on that drive. Yeah. Early on, it was like, it was all tight ends. And I was honestly wondering where AJ Brown was at because like, I mean, coming in, no Julio Jones, AJ has got to have a huge game. And he obviously did. He had like 150 something yards. Um, and the touchdown, uh, but I don't know. I'm uh, I'm a lot easier to to. <laughs> you, I guess count just say them out early on. <laughs> you're you're pessimistic. You yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, if things start going bad, you're like, okay, it's it's done. But AJ just shows what can happen when you get the ball in his hands. His first catch, and he breaks it off for a fifty-something yard touchdown. And you know, right quick. Uh, shout out TA. Yes, what a game. How's it going, man? I actually did end up seeing right before we went live where uh you were going live, man. So didn't definitely didn't mean to uh <laughs> do go live at the same time as you. Uh Power Hour said at the first of the game he was like, Well, time's still on the clock. Sure. So uh I, I agree with that. Uh yeah. I I guess I can't come in came into I come into kind of every game for the Titans where I have this feeling that, and I still sort of feel this way. Today went different. I was completely wrong about that. But I've, and I said this to you during the game, Tyler. Um, I feel like the Titans right now, well, and mostly in the recent past, um, they are one of the worst teams in the NFL at adjusting after things are going wrong early on in the game. And I know that the Seahawks game doesn't really prove that to be true. This game doesn't really prove that to be true. But it seems like in the past couple of years, there's been a lot of games where things go wrong from the beginning. And, for example, Bengals game, Jets game. And it seems like games where they're definitely better than the team that they're playing against. It seems like that's where it happens more than anything. When they're playing a more elite opponent, it seems like that's not necessarily the case. But I guess I don't consider the Colts necessarily to be an elite opponent. So I was sort of like, okay, this is not good. This is looking like Jets. This is looking like Bengals. And that's kind of where that came from, from my end. Um, and to touch on that, too, and, I, and the Power Hour said something earlier um, about um, Tannehill. Tannehill continues to fight through early adversity and lead when called upon when Henry couldn't get going. I think we're kind of seeing the difference a little bit. Like 
in then and now, like then last season, maybe the season prior when he came in um, in relief for Mariota, like I, even though his stats haven't been great this year and he's thrown more picks, I just feel like that he's stepping up as a leader a little bit more. You saw it in the Kansas City game last week. You saw it today, like where now there's times where Look, there's going to be times this year where Henry's going to have, you know, 150, 200 yards in a game, and then he's going to have 70 because they're just going to stack the hell out of the box. I mean, that's what they're going to do. Every team, and especially in Julio and AJ, aren't in there in there at the same time. They're not scared of our other receivers, you know. So I just think that, you know, there's something a little different about Tannehill this year. Now, yeah, I agree with that. I just feel like that he is starting to step up a little bit more, and now he's starting to kind of take over a game a little bit. You know, where where if Henry's not firing on all cylinders or the defense is just stopping him, I feel like Tannehill's starting to make some plays. Now, that doesn't make up for what he did earlier on in the game, like you were saying, <laughs> Tyler, about the when he threw to four you know, Colts jerseys. I was like, I was jumping up screaming. screen. So what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. what, where are you throwing it, brother? Like, what's going on? Like I right, told well, my wife, I said, I could have made, you know, I could have made a better decision than that. Probably not. But, um, <laughs> but it's just like, like I said, early on, it's like, I wish, and I said this on my show and people are getting on to me, I guess, cause I'm complaining about a win or whatever, but it's like, the guy needs to learn how to throw the ball away. I mean, like, he never throws it away to the sidelines. He never will throw the ball at somebody's feet, you know, kind of just throwing it away. It's like, bro, throw the freaking ball away. Like, you know, now that you say that, like, he's probably one of the worst about it. I, I, it's like, yeah, it, it's like he feels like he can't surrender the play like that. He's like, I've got to, I've got to at least make something happen. Yeah. Well, Whether because it's we've me seen holding the ball for 15 seconds and getting crushed by somebody on the defensive line. I, I think it is because you look back at last year, how many times did he sit in the pocket and, yeah. I mean, stand in there till the very last second and just deliver a strike downfield yeah. to someone and he took the hit. And I think that's what he's waiting on. He's like, I'm going to stand back here. Someone's fixing to come open here in just a second. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to deliver the ball to them. And it's just not working out for him like that this year because the pressure is getting to him a lot quicker. And, you know, that's what led to really his second interception that he had is a guy come off the edge completely unblocked. And instead of just trying to throw it away, he tried to force it, and look. Luckily, it was a defensive lineman that picked it off. And obviously, don't wish injury on anybody. I mean, that looked like a very bad injury. But we we called a oh break. Oh my gosh! He he fumbled the yeah. ball. Oh and yeah, Berkshire was, was able to get back and recover it. And I I do feel sorry for that Colts player because he's sitting there just you can tell in pain with his knee, and you got 
everybody else piling and on the, the upper ball half right of his to, body. Yeah, just, he's just getting mauled from the yeah. waist up. I yeah, mean, he's just, like, he's trying to get to his knee. The worst scenario because his knee is. I mean, you could just tell it is in pain. And then he's stuck in the bottom of the pile with the upper half of his body where there's no telling what is going on under there. And so that would, I would have not wanted to have been in that situation. What about the play he made? And I, I don't know if I've ever seen Tannehill make a play like he did today where he was running over to the sideline to his left and he contorted his body and made mm-hmm. that throw. I was like, damn, that's like a Mahomes type of <laughs> – play made i mean and it's like he he'll do like like you said Tanner. like he can throw some dimes where you're like holy crap he knows where to put the football he knows how to hit them in stride a lot of quarterbacks can't do that you know what i mean like and he's mobile like i liked how they used them today um those two plays where um they called him to run uh, the fake hand off the Henrys, a little bootleg mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, those were genius calls at the moment. You know what I mean? Um, and I like how they're kind of – they have that in their back pocket. And I like how they're not really using it a whole lot because there's going to come times where we're playing teams like the Rams where we're going to have to pull that out, you know, and it's going to be crucial. Oh, yeah, that – that read option that he does there with Henry, yeah. Uh, I mean, it it was a couple of big plays for us because, like you said, we've ran it a little bit this year, but n- nowhere near as much as we were like last year. Yeah, and you know the Colts just they weren't expecting it, and yeah. Tannehill's able to break out for a big run, move the chains for us. Uh, and I'm glad Kent said this uh, because it. I know you said you had some people in your stream getting on to you. Uh, for kind of complaining about, not necessarily complaining about a win, but how yeah. the game was played. He said, glad we won the game, but we definitely have to play better. And that's the big key and why you know, you're definitely right in still criticizing the team is, yes, we won, but the way they played this game, it could have easily went the other way and we could have let the Colts right back into the race for the AFC South. Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to say, like, hey, they won this game. That's awesome. But also, there's, like, all these things to be concerned about at the same time. Like, A, uh, the start of the game, not great. B, they can't continue to do what they've done with the, the pass interference calls. Now, some of the pass interference calls were completely bogus. And then there were also those, like I mentioned earlier, where they're just not turning around and completely running the guys over. I mean, if a good coach sees that, they're going to tell their guys to take advantage of that. And so that's something that's got to be fixed moving forward, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, everyone in the chat, you know, thank y'all are just really lighting it up and, Make sure you go hit that like button. If you haven't subscribed already, go subscribe. Um, and my wife's saying, how about that play where they had AJ trying his hand at QB? And If he just had a little that, more time. <laughs> yeah, really. If he had just a couple more seconds, Reynolds was probably fixing to have a touchdown this game. Yeah. But like you mentioned, he, he threw it away. You know, maybe – 
maybe in practice this week, uh, AJ can go up to Tannehill and tell him, like, look, nothing's there. This is what you do. You just <laughs> throw it to the sidelines. So I Reynolds mean, did play today. Yeah, 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 he did. That was him on that. Okay. Man, it didn't I wish, seem like I he, wish played, he but... could step up. I just – I want so bad for Reynolds to to do well in this offense. It's just – the guy, I mean, he's obviously got talent. Look, I mean, every year he's been in the league up until this year, he's improved. If you look at his stats, it was like 200, 300, 400, 600 last year. The guy's got talent, and it makes you wonder. It's like, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, are they just not getting him the ball? Is he just not the right fit in their offense? You know, what's going on? Like, this guy should be like our, our like, solid third guy, you know, um, borderline second you know um according to what he's done in his past so it's like what's up with the guy like i know he's been hurt you know he was hurt to start the season but me as a fan i just feel like it's like man i wish the guy would just show up and he did he did in one game he had like 60 yards remember it was against uh mm-hmm. i can't remember who it was against um might have been the jets or somebody. He was like one of our. I want to say like it was the Jets. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was the Jets. Yeah, and um, y'all cor- y'all correct me if you think I'm wrong, but it sort of seems like this offense is, and it's uh, it's gonna seem like at first that this is not true because there has been some games where they've gotten some yards like Reynolds, where he had the 60 yard game, like you were talking about. But it seems like that comes at times where either AJ or Julio or both are out. It seems like when Julio and AJ are both there, this offense is not really geared towards any scenario where a third or fourth option gets a lot of work. It seems like it is a lot of AJ and Julio in bulk and everybody else is few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes back to um, really the, uh, I I think it's more the situational football because we know for the most part on early downs the titans are probably not going to have three or four receivers out there on the field you know they're going to have their tight ends out there they're going to have henry out there and then maybe at most like two receivers and they're going to run those plays and then if they get in you know, like a second and long, third and long, that's when they bring more of those guys in. But if you have AJ and Julio out there, you're probably trusting your playmakers more that, you know, going to them to get the yardage that you need. And just, you know, since AJ you know, was playing this game, going and looking, do you know who the uh, second leading receiver for us was today? Probably Swaim. Swaim, I think. McNichols had three catches for 33 yards and Swaim had four for 23. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you have AJ with 10 catches for 155. Yeah. So, like, you know, AJ, you know, when he's out there, you're trusting him to be that guy and make the plays that we're needing him to make. Yeah. And I, I just don't think. Like you said, Tan, I don't think that those other guys are 
getting the look now is that by play design or is that by they just can't get the separation i feel like it's by i think it's by play design and i i think that todd downing's offense and i i feel like it's very similar to obviously what arthur smith had going on um i think it's very geared towards we have derrick henry we have aj and we have Julio, and we are going to ride that train until the wheels fall off. Um, I, I just, I don't think they're really even looking to get anyone else involved all that much. Um, I mean, obviously they do when they need to, but yeah. when, when other things are working, they just kind of run their bread and butter and stick with that. Right, and we'll, Rossi, if you can, we'll go for like. 15 20 more minutes but i do want to definitely get your uh, opinion on this yeah because of last year whenever randy goes up there to kick for us we have a game-winning kick and he goes out there do you still get the nerves because of last year or are you at the point now where you are completely trusting randy bullock that he is going to hit the kick that we need um i i'm you know, I'm starting to, yeah, I think I'm starting to gain a lot of trust with, with Randy um, just because there was a few weeks ago where when he first started kicking for us, his the way he kicked, like his balls just didn't look good. Like the way mm-hmm. he was kicking them, um, they were just kind of ugly looking. But now he's kicking, like, really confidently. Like, if you look at the way he's kicking, he's kicking really strong and they look good. And it's just like, now I feel pretty good about it. Like, today I felt good, like he was going to make it. You know, he's just been on fire. He's only missed two kicks the whole Mm -hmm. season. So, um, and it's great. It's great we have a kicker, right? Like, it's it's amazing that we have a decent kicker now. And honestly, if you look back at Bullock's career, he's probably uh, he's probably having the best career he's had in a ever, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was I was actually just looking at that. He's at eighty three. So on average, throughout his whole career, he's at eighty three point four percent kicker, and then this season he's kicking at eighty six point seven percent, which is yeah. up there with what I would say was his best season um, in 2017 uh, where he kicked 90% with the Bengals. Um, So, I mean, it's like right up there with that. It's, it's right up in one of his best two or three seasons. He comes out the gut popping out. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's funny because he just doesn't really look like, like, you know, like he, I'm not like calling him fatter. Believe me, I'm, I I got some weight on me. Too, uh, but but, I I got I got that belly too. So I yeah, I mean, but like he don't really like it looks like he's just sitting on the couch this off season and you know, he was probably you know, he probably he he probably didn't think he'd probably get on a team or something and the Titans were like, "Hey, what about this guy? What about Randy?" <laughs> you know, and they bring him in and it, it it's kind of rejuvenated his career, you know, and and hats off to him. And uh, I saw your comment there, Mark. <laughs> it was kind of funny how I said that. I thought about it when I said it. I was like, that sounds kind of 
anyway, I, 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 I wasn't gonna say anything. I seen Mark's yeah. comment, and I'm like, I, yeah. I'm just gonna let that be and let Rossi yeah. address it. If he yeah, no, to. I did. Uh, I did when I thought about. it. I was like, I kind of worded that a little wrong, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean he, I mean hats off to the guy, dude. Like, good for him, man. He's he's winning ball games in the NFL. I mean, you know, not many people can say that in their life, so. Um, good for him, and I hope he keeps it up because we're gonna need him. I mean, we're gonna mm-hmm. need him down any, any like, any like Super Bowl deep playoff team has good kickers. You yeah. know, like when you never see like a Super Bowl team or a really good playoff team or a good team that doesn't have a good kicker. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's crucial. So it's. It's nice to have him uh, back there. Yeah, I agree. I'm starting to get to that point where I'm not really nervous whenever he comes out to kick. So, I mean, that's definitely good because it's been the the past, what, three seasons it seems like? Yeah. um, Where it's it's been like – Horrible. Yeah, and (laughs) – it's it's one of those things where I think back to it now. You know, you go back to last season, and you have uh, just talking about bigger kickers. You have Sam Sloman who comes in and doinks it in for us to uh, win the division. And you know he's he's not one of these smaller kickers in the Bailey area. And yeah. then you know we get to this year and we're thinking that we have Sam Ficken. And, you know, he's he's doing good for us. We're feeling confident in him. He gets hurt. And then Randy comes in, and it's like, I, I'm like you. I'm to the point now where I, I think he's kicking better. He's kicking with more confidence. And aside from, like, game-winning kicks, because I think there's always going to be some nervousness with game-winning kicks. Because, you know, like the, the game's on the line. If they miss it, you lose. If they make it, you win. Or yeah. you even tying it up. So there's just that natural nervousness that you're going to have there. But that's all I really feel. I, you know, I feel confident in his abilities that he will probably make it. But I, I, that's kind of where I'm at with it. This is off the wall with it being right in the middle of the season here, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I think about this probably a little bit more than what everybody else might think about it. But how much longer do you guys think that we have from Tannehill? Uh. Because I mean, honestly, he this kind of like. Randy Bullock, this is a situation where he comes in and sort of rejuvenates his career. And, I mean, he's he's no Tom Brady. He's not going to play until he's, you know, how Yeah. Well, Tannehill has two somebody? years left, right? Mm-hmm. This year, next year, and then – well, how many years is he at? I, I think not counting this year, I think he'll have two years left. Uh, okay. I, I believe that's right. So I guess the more important question that I'm asking is, does he make it all the way to the end? Uh, I think that he probably 
I mean, really, wouldn't that depend on the team's success, though? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, so say the Titans are still doing good with him. Yes, I think he finishes it out. Um, and is I'll what the honest, Titans have been doing so far a making it to the AFC Championship and then getting what was it last season put out in the they got put out in wild card in wild round, card yeah. is that. I mean, do we got to make it to the Super Bowl for him to be considered at that level of success where you're like, okay, we're going to keep rolling with him? Or is what we've been doing satisfactory? I don't um, You go ahead. Go ahead, Rossi. No, well, I honestly, I think for the organization, it probably is um, because we're winning. We've been winning consistently. I think – if you go into the playoffs this year and you don't win at least one playoff game with them, it starts to kind of bring up questions. Now, I think they would still, even if we went one and done this year, I think they would still give them a shot next year. But like you said, Tyler, it depends on his success. Now, mm-hmm. If you go deep this year, if you at least make it to the AFC Championship game or something, then yeah, of course you got to keep them or you got to keep rolling with them. But if he is like, if we're one and done this year in the playoffs, I think they're still going to keep them there. We'll we'll roll next year with them. But I think you got to start kind of looking for the future. Like, and even if they don't do it this offseason, but the next offseason, and even maybe even if he is winning, I don't know. I mean, if it's if it's got to the point where, okay, we're one and done this year, we're one and done next year, I think you got to start, like, looking at drafting somebody for the future. Right, the because ideal, yeah. this is – well, I mean, we've said it several times. Like, you know, we've got this window where we've got Tannehill playing well, mm-hmm. and we've got Derrick Henry playing well. We've got these – but, I mean, we've got A.J. Brown who's young. We've got other good young yeah. guys. Like, this doesn't have to be a window as long as you play your cards right and yeah. as long as you're having that – as long as you're finding that balance between making sure you're in a good spot now and still making sure that you're in a good spot in the future as well. I mean, right. I and think like, that there's that perfect balance. Like Rossi hit at, even if Tannehill is still like, say we have a deep playoff run this year, I don't necessarily think there would be anything wrong with, uh, you know, given depending on what round you would want to grab a guy yeah. in, g- going ahead this next off season and drafting another uh, quarterback to start grooming for when Tannehill's time's done, because I, I don't know what you think, Rossi. Uh, Tanner and I have talked about this some. I I just don't trust Logan Woodside to take over this team. No, like, heck if, no. If, if Tannehill, <laughs> even if Tannehill goes down this year, like I don't trust Woodside doing anything with the team this year. So I they need to find the guy that's going to be the next guy. Yeah, and, he, and in, the, in the meantime, he can serve as that guy that you know if something does happen to Tannehill that you have a backup that you're comfortable with still potentially taking this team into the playoffs. Well, even next season, say they draft one 
in this next draft, and he's backing Tannehill up next year. Like, you have – really there's, I guess, more of an excuse because he's getting in – if he has to go in, he's going in and he he's taking his lumps. Like, really, he's he's learning the speed of the NFL game and everything. Mm-hmm. So you, you give him that experience. But I just – I would much prefer them to do that versus just hanging on the Woodside and being like, oh, yeah, guys – this guy right here, he's the future of y'all's team. Like, yeah, uh, that's going to be a hard pass. <laughs> like, n- no. Uh, I like everyone... Woodside as a quarter. As I like him as, I don't even know if I'd say as a backup, just because we ain't really seen him, you know. Mm. But yeah. from, from what I hear, that Woodside's a gunslinger. He likes to throw the ball. They like his attitude. They like his tenacity. He's not scared to go out there and and try and make a play. They feel like he's smart with the football. And and I've heard this from, like, you know, I'm not one of those guys who say, oh, I got a source or anything. But I've heard this from somebody who's, who's very, very, very close to the team that this is what they like about him. Like, they really think, like, he's a really good backup. Now, I don't know as far as like a starting quarterback, but they love the attitude that he has and he kind of embodies what Vrabel and J-Rob are all about and the whole, you know, kind of Titan mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree with you, Tyler. Like, you don't want this guy's your future, I wouldn't think. Like, you'd... you'd Look at Justin Fields. Like he played better today, but you mm-hmm. throw somebody in there right away and they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off. I just think it's it's a more ideal situation. Even if you draft somebody, say, okay, look this year, guys, like um, the guy in Houston, Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. Like he's playing okay, right, for what he is, but he's the type of guy that you probably would want to sit for a couple years. Yep. Um, he's a third round guy mm-hmm. and he's showing that he has some ability, but if you sit this Davis mills, maybe for like two years and you kind of let him groom, he might end up turning into more of a first round type of prospect. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense about Logan Woodside because I mean, with that backup guy, you, an ideal situation is that you have somebody that is not, and I'm trying to think of who it was that they always had to do this with, but it's not that situation where if something happens and the backup has to come in, you have to completely change everything you do and just pretty much baby them and just little short dink and dunk passes and just, just really like a, a kindergarten version of an NFL offense. But with Woodside, I mean, it seems like they would feel comfortable just throwing him out there and just keep things rolling the way it was. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like how they feel about him as far as that goes, you know. But, I mean. Now, obviously, his productivity probably wouldn't be as good. But who he knows? Be like, we comfortable don't, we doing the same him. things. We haven't right. seen him. Who knows? Like, he could go out there and throw an interception every play. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and – I guess that's my thing with Woodside is right now I don't 
I wouldn't trust him to take over the team and yeah. really like lead us somewhere. But at the same time, I would love for him to prove me wrong. Like if course, if that's yeah. who they're going to roll with, dude, by all means, prove me wrong, and I will come back and say, hey, you know, he he proved me wrong. This guy is cut out. He can lead this team if it comes to that. So, but I mean, Tanner, that's a good uh, that's a good question, kind of changing the subject. I do want to get to David's comment here. Game should have been over after that pick six. I think we could end yeah. up with the number one seed. Hardest game we have left is the Rams. Rest of games, I believe we could win 14-3, hopefully, and tighten up to you, David. And, you know, that's to start kind of closing out the show. I do want to get your opinion on that. Rossi is, you know, what do you think? You think we're going to – is team with the remaining schedule – can push towards that number one seed and get that bye week and the home playoff game. And something that kind of goes with that is Bill saying we have to get healthy. And, you know, we, we definitely do. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at the schedule, like you got the Rams, New Orleans look pretty good today, but, you know, was it a fluke? They had the Mike White guy in, but they're they're scrapping. I don't think you know New Orleans is at home, so I think we're going to win that game. You go to New England. New that's England's, one that scares me. That could be because New England always plays tough, and then you got the Rabel and Belichick, and you got the history there. <laughs> where they're, you know, with the thing that Vrabel did last year, where he. Uh, he did that thing during the guy. I can't remember. It was like the punt or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, they a couple ended up of years ago, like three minutes off the clock or something. Something yeah. like that. And then, oh, yeah. It was like the timeout thing. And then we got Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. The only games I think were that we should lose is not should lose, but that we could lose is like the Rams. In Pittsburgh, I mean, we should be able to take care of everybody else, you know, like even the Patriots, we should be able to take care of them at least when, you know. Um, but I, you know, I've, I've been saying, I said 13 and four, and I, and I think I'm going to stick with that. Um, I think, and hey, I mean, look, if we win 13 games, I mean, I think. If you look at the AFC right now, there's a lot of parity. Mm-hmm. There's not near as much parity in the NFC as there is the AFC. The AFC has been duking it out just back and forth. I think if you go 13 and 4, you're probably going to at least be number 2 or number 1 um depending on like how Baltimore ends up and all them guys. Yeah, and I mean even you know looking at the Bills like today, Tanner and I were beginning to wonder if the Titans just, uh, you know, broke the Bills because I believe it was up until halftime, them and the Dolphins were tied at three. And yeah. uh, like you said, I'm trying to remember what exactly I had. I think I had for our record anywhere from uh, 11 and six to 13 and four. I can't remember exactly what it was in there. Um, but like you said, I feel like that could be a record that is, you know, especially if you get to that 
twelve and five or thirteen and four record, that could very well be good enough to get the uh, number one seed. Yeah, I and, think the one seed is definitely doable. I mean, I mean, obviously there's a couple concerns. Like the the Raiders are a team that right now are look like they're starting to kind of come on strong. But and how long can they keep that up with the interim head coach? Yeah, see, I, I mean, really. I don't know because it's also one of those those situations where it's did this guy come in and give a midseason Ryan Tannehill spark? I mean, he might be better. <laughs> they might you know, yeah, be better. you never know. Um, and, and Derek Carr, you know, I don't know completely how I feel about him yet, but I, I feel like we'll get a lot more about him now with this new head coach. Uh, we'll at least know whether or not it was the coaching situation, um, and then. I mean, I don't think the Bengals are going to be up there towards the end of the season competing for the number one seed. The Ravens definitely could make a case for them. Uh, the Bills still could be up there in that range. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that – I think 13-4 and four would get it. I think that – I think at 12-5 and five, you might come down to – a tiebreaker, which in in the situation with the Bills, you would take that. Mm-hmm. You would take. Um, let's see. I don't think they've played. Definitely haven't played the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. I don't think there's any other teams that they've played necessarily that you would. I, I think for all the other teams, it would come down to like AFC wins. Like, yeah, I, I think AFC. that's kind of how they determine yeah. the uh, tiebreaker, and that's where really the Jets game could come back to bite us in the ass by not the winning it. Yet. Yeah, you're right. It well, could. to be honest, I was going to say that puts the Titans in great shape because they're in one of the worst divisions in the AFC. Uh, it, so, I mean, I mean you've got wins coming against the Colts. You're probably you're going to sweep the Jaguars. You're going to sweep the Texans. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see them dropping any of those games. So, right there, you have six AFC wins going for you, whereas some of these other teams are in – tougher divisions where they're possibly dropping some games within their division down down the stretch here right well guys uh you know we're starting to close in on an hour and a half here and this time just flew by uh you know it's been a blast having you on rossi just talking about this game and just titans in general and I just have to say it feels so good to sweep the Colts this year uh, I was telling Tanner earlier before the season started, we kind of done a AFC South breakdown of how we thought each team was going to do. And really, I was taken up for him because he had a lot of Colts fans coming at him in the comments like, oh, you're saying the Colts are only going to have eight to nine wins. And, you know, they were just talking a whole lot of shit before uh, the season. I was like, hey, when they games get here, after we play the games uh, can you hear me uh yeah we were losing you a little bit i was on my end i don't know uh, my good yeah i think you're good now my good now yeah but yeah Close i was telling all yeah but yeah you're good go ahead i was telling all those colts fans hey when we get in the season Y'all come on back to the channel and 
let me know what happened. And it just it feels good knowing the Titans have swept them. And our only division games are two against the Texans and one more against the Jaguars. So I, I like our chances of really uh, just having a clean sweep of the division this year. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing to <laughs> to beat the Colts twice, man. Like, I, I just can't stand them. I just – I don't know if it's just me being a Titans fan or whatever else, but I just cannot stand the Colts. Like, <laughs> um, and, and shout out to Bring the Juice and those guys. But, like, I just – they're our rivals, man. Like, and they always seem to have our number in the past, you know, and it's so good to finally – be consistently beating them again. You know, um, luck used to mm. just tear us up, you know, and it's just so good to have their number again. Yeah. So it, it really is. And uh, like I said, guys, I don't know if y'all have anything else uh, to throw on this game. Uh, and if not, Tanner, you can go ahead and be uh, wrapping us up here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't have anything else. Just thanks to Rossi for coming on again. Uh, it was awesome. And I agree. Time kind of flew by. I'm missing Sunday night football here a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This has uh, been all for the show. Thanks to everybody for coming and watching the the live show. Am I a little bit behind? Uh, y'all hear me good? No, you I feel like my Wi-Fi just. Uh, I wouldn't hear you. It's telling me my connection's unstable. Yeah. No, okay. we're here. Okay. Good. Just making sure it was telling me my connection was messing up again uh anyways um yeah thanks for coming and watching the live show gonna try to be doing some more of these here in the next couple of weeks um this has been titan's time and as always tighten up yeah tighten up <laughs>